Welcome. It's my pleasure to introduce another podcast from the Royal College of Psychiatrists. My name is Dr. Wojtek Wojcik, and today I'm speaking with Jane about her experience of depressive illness. Hello. Good to meet you. Thank you. Just to begin, tell me a little bit about what, what happened. Well, I think, looking back, that I had depression right from my teens... And interestingly, when I meet old school friends now who I haven't seen for 50 or 45 years, they look back at me and think I had depression then. Mm. But, of course, when I was at school, which is in the 50s and 60s, it wasn't something that was recognised, least of all with young people. I think it really came as the result of an overbearing father and an undemonstrative mother because my father was always very highly demanding of me. And as an only child, I could never quite get there. Although, if you look at me against other people, I think you'd say I'd more than got there. But for my father, Mm. it wasn't good enough. But I managed to overcome, if I had depression in my teens, through a a very good circle of friends, through religion, which I found in my teens, as Mm. some people do, and needlecraft and crafts in general. Mm. So those things, I think, blurred any episodes. But I did have... Um, a first episode, looking back, which was after my first term teaching, probably because I was so tired and stressed. Mm. And But it, was, it wasn't even diagnosed as depression. It was diagnosed as nervous exhaustion. And I was given tranquilizers then. Um, and it frightened me very much indeed. I was very scared that somebody who'd coped yeah. suddenly couldn't. Can you tell me a little bit, a, a little bit more about your memory of what that was like? Particularly because I think, you know, these days people talk about depression, depressive illness. Back then people would talk about having a breakdown. And, yes, they did. And it can seem like entirely different things. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you remember, sort of the feelings, the, the experience of, of, of being depressed at that time? Well, I, I was certainly terrified of it being labelled a breakdown because that's what certain groups of people had and they didn't refer to me. And I think my family was terrified of that too. So I was trying to steer well clear of being labelled in that way. And I never was, as it happened. It was always nervous exhaustion. Hmm. Um, How did I feel? It absolutely shattered so that I slept all day and all night for over the Christmas holidays. My Christmas holidays were completely taken over with recovery, if you like. Um, But a, a real feeling, especially in teaching that I couldn't hack it, having trained for four years and done a term's teaching. Actually, perhaps I'd made the wrong career choice, so that was frightening mm. too. Mm. Uh, and feeling feeling of not being able to cope. I remember a, a girlfriend of mine from school days wrote to me and said, I'm sorry you're not being able to cope. And I took that as a real slap in the face because I always saw myself as a coper. Mm. But it was it was more frightening than anything. It frightened me that I could have mental illness Hmm. and nobody else as far as I knew in my family had it frightened my father very much Hmm. Um, not because he had ever had any but I don't think he wanted the stigma quite honestly Uh, and there certainly was stigma about people who had breakdowns Hmm. but as I say I was never that was never a label I was given but that was the least of it that that a year later I had what was a a real breakdown I think but I I can understand why it was called a reactive depression. I had a boyfriend who was Egyptian who came over 
in the summer of 1973, as it happens, to complete his veterinary medicine um, at Glasgow University. And while he was there for the interview, he was involved in a fire in the hotel and he was incredibly badly burned and was in hospital. And I flew up there, literally flew up there, and stayed with him in hospital for four days. And it was my first experience of death because up till then nobody in my family at all, actually, not in my immediate family, had been ill or dead. And so not only was it traumatic because he was only young and he had a bright future, but it it looked horrible. His burns looked appalling and the smell was appalling. And I guess I had what we would now call PTSD. But again, it wasn't labelled then. It was just, oh, um, and I wasn't even given any uh, medication because I wasn't next of kin. I wasn't close enough to be looked at by a doctor. So I struggled with it, very much so. And unfortunately for me, as it turns out, the next month I was going to Germany to work as an English teacher. And so not only had I coped with the death of this boyfriend, but I moved to a new country where my language wasn't good enough, and I was incredibly lonely. Mm. And so by the October, I had a serious episode. Um, The German doctor, marvellous chap, put me on um, antidepressants for the first time and said, you've got depression. And that was the first time it had been called that. How old were you then? 24. Mm. Uh, And that scared me rigid. Not only was I mentally ill, but I was mentally ill on my own in Germany with no close friends, letters. And in those days, too, there was nothing like texting or emailing. Mm. You had a phone call once a week from your parents, and that was it. So it was a disastrous year, absolutely disastrous. Um, I just about coped, just about, by the skin of my teeth. But by the end of that year, the headmaster didn't want to keep me, and I'm not surprised, because I was only just about keeping my chin above water. But I also decided at the end of that year that all this depression, anxiety, was actually to do with teaching. And I blamed teaching, the stress, because it is incredibly stressful, or it can be, especially in the early years. It gets easier as you get better. But in those early years, I thought, that's it. If I give up teaching, I'll get better. Um, didn't happen. Mm. Joined the civil service, and even in the civil service, where the stress was just not the same, different stresses, nothing, nothing like what I'd experienced but the depression and the anxiety were still there. So I was beginning to learn about myself mm. for the first time. Thank you for sharing that with us. I mean, that, that particularly the experience of you know, losing someone close to you like mm. that in such awful circumstances. Mm. It must have been awful, but you, you never really got help until... No, never. Yeah. Actually, never, because... Um, C- can I ask... Yeah. I suppose for people listening to this podcast, one, one really valuable thing to know about might be how you might feel that things have changed, um, how you might seek help for depression now. If you fall ill now, what do you think would be most helpful? What do you think you would do against the backdrop of all the experiences you've Mm. had of coping with depression Mm. before? Well, I think doctors, GPs, are much more attuned to depression than they were when I Mm. had it. And they listen, certainly the experience of the doctors in recent years I've had, they listen, they take time, they don't mind spending valuable time with you to listen to your story. And they're not so quick just to dish out the tablets, although the mm-hmm. tablets often help. Mm. 
but they often point you in other directions, and certainly that's been my experience. Mm-hmm. They point you to self-help groups or reading or um, things like employment and well-being projects um, and other people who are in the same boat, which is very useful. Whereas then it was just me and the doctor. So it was much more lonely before. Much more lonely. Can you tell me more about um, the things you've mentioned, whether it's other people in the same boat, as, as, mm. as you say, or some of the other interventions? Any of those that you found particularly helpful in the recent past? I have. In the recent past, meeting people who had depression over a number of years. Mm. That's been the, the most enjoyable, because we're coming from... We come to whatever we're doing whether it's craft or exercise, with the same background, and we can talk freely to each other because we know we don't have to explain and we don't have to make excuses to each other. I think that's one of the things I had to do all through my career was to pretend to my friends and my colleagues, especially my bosses, that there was nothing... You know, I didn't have Mm. depression, I didn't have anxiety. I never admitted it all through my career. And, in fact, I was advised not to... Mm. Uh, tell them um, when I had a particular bad episode in the 80s I asked a personal friend of mine who was also the advisor for my subject for Croydon um, whether I should go and see the local authority um, occupational therapist and he said no don't go there because that would lead to getting mm. rid of you effectively mm. I think that's changed hugely yeah so that, that's yeah. sort of stigma Stigma, especially in teaching, and you didn't dare say anything to your colleagues in school because if you can't cope, that is a real. It also means work for them, of course. If you're not there, they have to cover your classes, and so they get very resentful if you've got what they see are trivial reasons for being away. I'm really pleased to hear that you feel that there has been some change. Absolutely, views about this and the acceptance. Mm. On that topic, can I, ask, can I ask you about how easy or hard it was to speak to friends or family about, about your diagnosis or your illness and you know, how they responded? Mm. Um, my parents knew that there was something wrong quite clearly and of course they knew what the doctor's uh, views were in the 70s and 80s and 90s. And my father gradually came round. By the time it w- we're in the 1990s, he was very supportive of me and very unhappy for me and trying to do his best for me so he sort of turned a corner there Mm. and as did my mother my mother was always supportive whatever was wrong with me Um, but friends there are lots of friends who never knew and still don't know Mm. and there are some friends who I'm very close to who of course do know and they have always been very supportive Mm. and very you know very sorry for me and will do what they can but you have to have to be careful about... Well, I felt I had to be careful because some of them can't ex- just don't really understand what it's about mm. and therefore don't want to be bothered. And others, as I say, suddenly say, oh, would well, you know that's interesting because my father had depression or my mother had depression or I had depression even. I've had that from one mm. friend and I never knew, mm. you know. Um, it's been much more difficult with colleagues. You just don't say anything. Well, and mm. I suppose that is a different situation, mm. Um, mm. friends and colleagues. Mm. Um, but from what you're saying, your experiences of 
sharing this with friends, people you trust... Oh, very much has, so. ...has been a positive one. Definitely, Did definitely. many people just say, oh, right, well, I'm washing my hands of you? you know, no, nobody did that. There's yeah. one friend who's a lovely close friend of mine. Mm. I don't think she can cope with the fact that I've had depression or get depression. Mm. And so we just don't talk... That's a sort of side thing. We do everything okay. else. She knows what I'm about, and I know yes. what she... And I tell her what I'm doing... Yeah regarding my depression or my treatment or whatever, but she doesn't necessarily comment on it. And okay. we've come to that sort of arrangement. Yeah. So you're still friends, yes. but she's uncomfortable with that. That's all right, you just yes. don't discuss it. Exactly. And to anybody else who's listening to, to this podcast, in terms of the different treatments, are there any particular ones that you found really helpful, or is it a case of a little bit of everything? What would you say? Um, as I told you at the beginning, at first I was on tranquilizers for many years and managed to get off those through help with mind, actually, in Croydon. Mm-hmm. Um, got off those. And then over the years, I've been on and off antidepressants, different mm-hmm. types. Um, and the ones I'm on now seem to do the trick. Mm-hmm. Very mild doses. Mm-hmm. So you do find them helpful? Very helpful, yes. Okay. And in fact, I've been trying um, to reduce them, or my doctor has been trying mm-hmm. to, but at the moment, for reasons I'll go into in a min, um, I am actually on a tablet every day. Yeah. And even if I forget, and I do forget once or twice, yeah. no particular problem. Sure, sure. Yeah? But that's in addition to other supports, such as the group you mentioned of other people yes, the group. who have had depression yes. um, or other initiatives yes. which, which you might get I have to. done CBT, mm-hmm. but... For my sake, my own sake, I didn't find it particularly useful, perhaps because I couldn't do it. Perhaps because my ways of thinking are so entrenched that it's jolly difficult to unpick it. Sure. And was there something else that you found more helpful? A Um, different talking treatment, perhaps? Well, talking... I've never had um, formal counselling. I have paid for private counselling, but not with a psychiatrist with um, a counsellor as it Mm. were and I suppose that's been helpful uh, Mm. now and again but I I find the talking I do is either through my letters to my friends Mm -hmm. or through my new group that I'm in of of people who've been through depression. So it's really become social support Mm. and feeling accepted in in the group that that you're a part of that's been really important for you. And as I say over, over time talking more freely with my parents Mm. Um, that's been helpful mm. I now look after my mother who's 93 my father died three years ago uh, and my mother is now too old to be bothered <laughs> I have to say so I don't get much from her mm. so it's definitely my friends yeah. who are the support group well thank you very much for taking the time and, and also your, your, your honesty in sharing this with us